0: Okay, hello everybody. Today is Friday, and this is an Anything Goes Friday segment, but there will be a longer episode that's going to be coming out in the evening. It's just there's been some breaking news in a case that I have covered on the channel. I have two episodes about the murder of Riley Crossman, and one happened in 2019, closer to the time of her death. And in 2021, I did an update after the perpetrator, in that case, Andy McCully Jr., was convicted. And in that episode, I said that the sentencing was set to take place in November, and I just sat down on the couch and I was watching the evening news last night here in West Virginia, and that day has come and gone. Andy McCauley Jr. has been sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole for the murder of Riley Crossman. On this channel, Black Box Online Radio, I mostly do older stories, cold cases, sometimes even things going back to the 1800s. And this is one of the few times where I was doing a story that's actually following the news as it's happening. And even though I didn't cover Riley Crossman, perhaps as frequently as Court TV did, I do have to thank you guys in the comments section for directing me to certain places, particularly the Court TV coverage. It's a case that was featured... On a lot of national news broadcasts, I think maybe one of the evening news segments also did a story on Riley Crossman. But to help us out, we're going to go over to an article from Herald Mail Media, and this was written by Julie E. Green, just citing the source. Following an impassioned plea from Riley Crossman's mother, Andy McCauley Jr., was sentenced Thursday to the maximum penalty of life in prison without the possibility of parole in the 2019 Death of Riley Crossman, a Berkeley Springs High School freshman, according to the Mer- Morgan County prosecuting attorney Dan James. Circuit Court Judge Deborah McLaughlin also sentenced McCauley to consecutive terms of 15 years to life on the charge of death by a custodian and um, causing the death of a child, child abuse, and one to five years for concealment of a deceased body. From the previous episodes that I've done, there was a text message that was sent from Riley to her boyfriend saying, Andy's in my room, I'm scared, babe. And shortly after that, Riley Crossman was murdered. Andy McCauley Jr. then drove her body to a dump site, and that's what it's talking about here when it says concealment of a deceased body. And the way that they caught him was multifaceted. You could say twofold, threefold. The first is... That text message was immediately alerted the authorities to look at her mother's boyfriend. I mean, I'm sure they would have looked at him no matter what. And he um, also drove her body to this dump site. So materials from his pickup truck, specific types of construction debris, were found on her body as well as in the uh, pickup truck. So it seemed like he was the one who had transported Her there, not to mention on her body, but around the surrounding area. So he seems like he is the one who did that. Very, very damning evidence. Macaulay was found guilty following a seven-day jury trial. The jury had recommended life without parole. James said that he was satisfied with this from a legal standpoint. West Virginia doesn't have a death penalty, but if there was ever a case to bring back, this would be a good one for it. Although the sentence doesn't allow for parole, McLaughlin ordered Macaulay to register as a child abuser and placed him on a 50-year supervised probation and imposed a $5,000 fine. I think that's just meant to highlight the heinous nature of his crime, because... As you heard there, he will not be eligible for parole. However, though, according to that uh, news bulletin that I was watching last night, they said that he is eligible to appeal the sentence. And of course, he's not doing anything. The lawyers had about, I think they said something about 30 to 90 days to appeal the sentence. So I don't think they're going to win. And as I said, this is an ongoing story, but there. It, I think that the judge might also be taking that into consideration if somehow somebody were to win an appeal with something like this be relevant because he was indeed not only a murderer but also a child abuser. And some people were asking me this. I think, oh, who was it? Was it Rob S. who wrote in the comment section, why isn't Riley's mom being charged with a crime for letting this person enter her home who went on to murder her daughter? I think that's because... He was led into the home voluntarily, which she had every right to do. And she wasn't present when the crime took place. So in the past, there are people who get convicted of being an accessory or they get convicted to a similar charge. Sometimes they even get convicted as a murderer as well. If they are witnessing the boyfriend harm their child, if they are actually present when the abuse is taking place, And they're an active participant in that. But in this particular um, case, I don't think that that's what happened. So the focus goes on Andy McCauley Jr. And he will be spending the rest of his life in prison. I don't think he's going to win that appeal because this might be a little bit weird. But I was watching that news bulletin last night, and they simply said that the WDVM reporters asked... The defense attorney. Would you like to give a comment? And he said, "No." I mean, the the, the attorney said, "No comment." That should be my uh, clearer understanding of it. And sometimes on the television, you see defense attorneys saying, "My client has been wronged. There's a miscarriage of justice. There is some type of evil going on in this courthouse. My client has been framed. Everybody in the world has to hear me. I have something important to say." Yeah. That's not happening here. Not only do you have the forensic evidence, but also it appears based on that. And I know you can't just read into a no comment. That's what it's meant to be, no comment. But it doesn't sound like they are passionately trying to fight for this person to get off because they seem like they are very much aware that he is guilty. It's a losing battle, more or less. Because remember, the attorneys just want to win. If they can win and get their client off, that's their objective that's how the legal system works but in my own personal assessment of everything it seems the defense attorneys have accepted defeat back to the article crossman's mother Shanta oakley had asked the judge to impose the maximum possible penalty saying that she would never see her daughter graduate from high school get married or hold a child of her own Oakley also noted that Macaulay remained silent and watched while she was in agony during the nine days that she was searching for her daughter, when he knew exactly what happened to her, said the prosecuting attorney who worked on the James case. Things like that also greatly, greatly contribute to how people... um get, uh, treated in the courtroom. Not only that, but it can even affect the sentencing that he was concealing this from her and just trying to pass it off like he hid something under the rug. No, he murdered her daughter and hid her body, and then for nine days he's pretending like nothing, he he doesn't know anything about it. Absolutely sinister. There's some evil people in the world. Riley Crossman's decomposed body was found on May 16, 2019, in the 5500 block of Tuscarora Pike in Berkeley County. It is believed that she was killed between May seventh and May eighth, and 2019. In the closing arguments at the trial, James referred to a text message Crossman had sent her boyfriend the night of May seventh, two 2019, and he said, This is a voice from beyond the grave. This is all you need. And um, that, that's not really the uh, text message. The one that I was talking about earlier says, Andy's in my room. I'm scared. So, um, that's half of his quotation plus her quotation. The text messages: Andy's in my room, I'm scared. I'm sure the uh, prosecutor just meant to say, this is a voice from beyond the grave. When it was noticed that Crossman was missing, her mom began to panic, especially since her daughter was continually texting her. Police agencies got a description of the girl and the search began. Local authorities were aided in the investigation by the FBI and a specialized crimes unit that centered on children. The criminal complaint filed by West Virginia State Police said that Macaulay's then boyfriend oh yeah, Macaulay, then Oakley's boyfriend, gave conflicting accounts regarding his use of a green Dodge work truck, his drug use and the route he travelled on may eighth, twenty nineteen between his home and his construction job in Hedgesville. Crossman's body appeared to have drywall mud on her right shoulder and right foot when she was found, and fresh drywall mud splatter was found in the bed of the truck. So th- those are some of the forensics that they use to catch the guy. But um, about how her body is discarded in Berkeley County, and she's from Morgan County, West Virginia... You use the Tusk Aurora Pike to drive from Berkeley Springs to Hedgesville, West Virginia. It seems like this was just the route that he drove to work. And what, you, you gotta just question how human beings are behaving. Someone's just gonna be carrying on with their day after they murdered a human being, after they murdered their girlfriend's daughter. What are people doing? Like, uh, w- what kind of, what made this person behave this way? And just, oh yeah, okay, well, no time to time to hammer some nails into a piece of wood, I suppose. Carry on the day. Yep, long day of work ahead of me. It's absolutely sickening the way that um he went about this, and I think that's why this case received such national coverage, because firstly. They um, don't get to talk about stories from West Virginia too frequently in the nationwide news. I don't hear about them a lot. But when it comes to a true crime case like this, I think it's the sinister and devious actions of Andy McCauley partnered with... um, just that the emotional outcries from Riley Crossman's family, she was a missing person before her body was found. I mean, her mom didn't come home and find her murdered. She was missing for that short period that you heard. So missing persons cases receive an enormous amount of attention. The second is just how malicious he was in regard to discarding her body and just trying to continue on with daily life. I have noticed this, though, and you can weigh in in the comment section if you have something to say, but... If people believe that they're not going to get in trouble, they will just unleash all types of nastiness, evil, absolute sickening and destructive behavior. Just that destructive behavior. People will be extremely destructive if they think that they will not get punished for it. If they think that they will not be examined or that no one's going to do anything, no one is going to even prevent them from committing those actions, people will just be destructive to no end. And I think that this is a case of, this is a case of this, it's just that it's happening all so fast, it's just, it's not over a period of two years, it's in a very short amount of time. In his opening statement on the first day of trial, Arnold said that there was no proof of ca- of Crossman's cause of death, and no evidence of a weapon used in her death, and where she died. He said that there were five other people in Crossman's house around the time she disappeared, and said that Macaulay had no motive to kill her. I think that the general public's understanding of what happened to Riley is that her mother wasn't home. Andy McCauley Jr. was looking at her as in a vulnerable position, and the crime was sexually motivated. He wanted to do something to her in that way, and that was the prime motivation, and she retaliated. Or, I mean, she didn't... Want to refuse, rejected. She was terrified of him, uh, as he made some type of advance, some type of sexually motivated advance. I mean, you want to talk about a motive? I'm just saying, what I think. I didn't know any of these people firsthand, just watching the news coverage like anybody else. I made it clear today that there is absolutely no evidence that someone else had any involvement in the case, and all the evidence points to Andy McCauley. Okay, I mean, you think that he um didn't murder her? Well, then how did that drywall? mud splatter get on Riley's clothing, and if it's also found in the bed of his pickup truck. I mean, forensics beat a lot more than just torturous reasoning. I know they're defense attorneys and they have to, um, do this. This is how the legal system works, but that's a weak comeback, uh, defense attorney, whoever you are. I find it hard to believe that the man facing two potential life sentences, which he was actually sentenced to today, would take the rap for someone else. Also, another point there is... It seems like he's pretty guilty. Law enforcement and even the community worked hard on the case, according to James. Two and a half years ago, it was amazing to see the community come together and try and find Riley. And I said this in some of the previous episodes because that's how I learned about the murder of Riley Crossman. I didn't watch it on the news. I'm just um from West Virginia. And back in 2019, I was driving to the Apple Butter Festival in Morgan County. I don't live in Morgan County, but I was just driving there to uh, attend that event. And there were all these poster boards that were on trees that said Justice for Riley, Justice for Riley, and I had no idea what it was, so once I got home, I just googled what is Justice for Riley, and I learned all about Riley Crossman and Andy McCauley Jr., and the uh, whole story, so I think that this one will hopefully come to an end, I would be horribly surprised if Andy McCauley will win any type of appeal, but what do you think about, um, the murder of Riley Crossman. What do you think about the sentencing? Do you think that there is any room for doubt, or do you think this guy's 100% guilty? Also, do you think that they should have had a harsher sentence? And the challenge question truly comes from this article here from the Herald Mail. Again, thank you to Julie E. Green. When it says, should, should they bring back the death penalty? What, To West Virginia for cases like this. I know it wasn't posed as a question. They made it as a statement that if there ever was a time to bring back the death penalty, now would be the time. What do you think about that? You can weigh in in the comments section down below. I would love to read your responses. And to anyone who's listening to these things as they come out live, please stay tuned for a different Anything Goes segment, the full episode that is going to come out later tonight. Okay, thank you so much, BlackBoxNed88 on Instagram.